Come, sit down, make yourself comfortable, and let me tell you the chilling story of Gottlieb and Ditas. <laughs> In the 1800s, we have the chilling story of Gottlieb Dittus, a 28-year-old resident of the rural German village of Motligen, located within the Black Forest. Raised within a strictly Lutheran family, Dittus had an oppressively religious, highly superstitious upbringing. After her parents died, Dittus lived with her siblings and continued to attend services run by a fire and brimstone almost fanatical pastor and theologian named Johann Christoph Blumhardt. In 1842, the people living near the Dittus home began to notice strange noises emanating from the home during the dark hours of night, some of which sounded rather jarring and decidedly violent in nature. Suspecting that there was some sort of abuse going on there, a doctor and some other locals stayed there for a night and witnessed things they could not explain, such as objects or furniture moving on their own, and strange thuds, scrapes, and bangs that seemed to issue forth from the very walls, leading them to the conclusion that the house was haunted. The eerie phenomena continued, and on top of this, other strange things began to happen. Dittus began to claim that she was being visited at night by the ghostly apparition of a woman holding a baby in her arms, and she was prone to having sudden blackouts, on one occasion going into an unresponsive trance-like state for an entire day before snapping out of it as if nothing had happened and with no memory of what had happened. There were whispers around the village that the Dittus house was haunted, cursed, or both. Since the paranormal activity seemed to be focused most intensely on Gottlieben, she was sent to live with a cousin, and the haunting apparently followed her to her new home, leaving the other siblings in peace. The young woman's plight captured the attention of Reverend Blumhardt himself, who came to visit Gottlieben and came to the conclusion that she was in fact possessed by a demon after witnessing evidence such as convulsive fits, speaking in different voices and intense bouts of uncharacteristic cursing and profanity. Her siblings also claimed that she would sometimes go into a trance and violently attack them for no reason, after which she would not remember a thing. Blumhardt took it upon himself to take her under his care and offer her spiritual support through her terrifying ordeal, and during his regular visits, she confided in him some bizarre information indeed. Gottlieben claimed that when she was just an infant, evil spirits had tried to kidnap her, but had been driven away by the power of her mother's protective prayers, and she also insisted that her aunt was a witch. Things progressed to the point where an entity allegedly would possess Gottlieben to speak with Blumhardt directly. During these spooky conversations, the woman would speak in a voice that was not her own, and the spirit claimed to be one who had visited Gottlieben in the night. She told the pastor that she was a widow who had murdered two people during her life, and that these cruel acts had drawn the devil into her, meaning that the case had become the rather curious situation of the devil possessing a spirit who was in turn possessing a human being. 
However, this was not the only spirit who was apparently tormenting the girl, and more began to make themselves known as the months went on. Until eventually, there were apparently hundreds of them residing within this one young woman. Interestingly, many of these other spirits made the same claim as the original, that they were in fact victims of demonic possession as well, with some of them claiming to have sought refuge within the woman to try to escape the evil. Alarmed, Blumhart immediately began the ritual of exorcism, which caused an escalation in the strange phenomena surrounding the girl. She became even more violent and unruly, needing to be restrained at times. Her venomous, blasphemous ranting became worse, and she exhibited the horrifying habit of vomiting forth sand, glass, nails, and copious amounts of blood. At one point, Gottlieben told the pastor that some of the possessed spirits within her had left her body to go run amok thousands of miles away, where they had allegedly caused an earthquake. Bizarrely, news would come not long after that there had indeed been a devastating quake in the West Indies, which Gottlieben could not have possibly known about, which only further convinced Blumhart that the possession was genuine and strengthened his resolve to follow through with the exorcism to the end. The end would be a long time coming. The exhausting exorcism dragged on for nearly two years, with the demon-infested spirits becoming more desperate and violent as their hold on the girl weakened. Some of the spirits purportedly were especially defiant, threatening Blumhart and his family with physical violence. And death. According to the account, these spirits actually ejected themselves willingly out of Gottlieben in order to attack her sister, Katharina, who also became possessed much as her sister had been. Blumhart was purportedly able to face off against both possessed women, and perhaps realizing that they were no match for the priest, left the women one by one, after which Gottlieben supposedly said, Jesus, Jesus is Victor. <laughs> the exorcism made Blumhart into quite a celebrity and almost a hero at the time, and hundreds of people began to flock to his church from all over the surrounding areas to hear his sermons. He did nothing at all to shy away from this newfound popularity, and indeed started making bold claims that he could cast out any evil spirit at any time and also perform healings. healings. To this end, Blumhardt opened a retreat at a thermal spa in 1853 that was claimed to be able to cure all manner of illnesses, disabilities, and health conditions. Apparently, Gottlieben herself joined up with Blumhardt to help in his cause. In 1850, Blumhardt also wrote a book about the harrowing exorcism called Blumhardt's Battle. He would continue to run his spa and retreat and perform faith healings on people from far and wide until his death in 1880. Did the devil take your soul? We have come to the end of the chilling story of Gottlieben Dittus. I hope you enjoyed this unholy October episode, and remember to tune in on Thursday 
follow us on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. The links will be in the show notes. Remember to bless your house and say a little prayer before bed. And be careful of the ones after your soul. Ha, 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 ha